On the show, Danielle Marie, originally from Alberta, now living in Vancouver. She's released a brand new single today called What You Can't Have. Also, Vancouver's Mike Edel, he's released a brand new album today called India, Seattle. Up first, my pleasure to welcome Danielle Marie. Hey, Danielle. Hey, how's it going? It is going wonderful, and it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Now, you're originally from Cardiff Echoes, Alberta, and you now live in Vancouver. Yeah, big jump, but that's where I am. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, we've got your brand-new song coming up called What You Can't Have, and you've described this song in your uh, online promotional uh, tool about the song as a sassy song. Yeah, it's it's got a little spunk in there. Uh definitely my attitude comes out in that song. It's kind of <laughs> just <laughs> I want girls to be able to relate to it and even guys, I think that everyone's been in that situation where there's that one person and they only want to be with you when it's convenient for them. And I think that there's not enough songs out there like that right now, so I hope that people can relate to this one. I think they're really going to enjoy it. It's coming up a bit later in the show. And this was produced by Tom McKillop, who has produced seven of the tracks on your upcoming album. Yeah, that is correct. He is just an amazing musician, and he knows so much. So being in a room with him and getting to learn from him, it was definitely the highlight of this whole process. He is definitely a legendary producer in Canada uh, and beyond. I mean, it's amazing. So that's that's awesome. We'll talk more about the album specifically. Let's go back a bit in time. I know that uh, you recorded an EP in July of 2013, and then shortly after that you headed to Nashville with five songs in your pocket ready to record. You shot a music video. What was that like, uh, your trip to Nashville back then? Uh, well, it's everyone's dream to go to Nashville, especially country music. So it's kind of like the Disneyland for musicians. And <laughs> just being around all the talent that's in that city and the vibe that you get from the studio. And it just, it was definitely a great way to kick off the whole career for me. And on that first trip to Nashville, uh, did you do any co writing? Um, not the first trip. I have been back a few times and I have done co writes the other times that I went, but the first time was more just in the studio. Right. Uh, Now, along the way, you've got a lot of success. I mean, social media and all these online websites for music are are so incredible, and you've had a lot of success on Reverb Nation, and people can check out your page there. It's a great place uh, singer-songwriters, musicians can uh, post their work. Tell me about your success with Reverb Nation. Yeah, uh, we just were uploading my songs, and it I wasn't expecting it to take off the way it did, but I was hitting number one in Canada and nationally, and I, I was top six globally, and it was just, it's kind of a surreal feeling to see your name that high on the charts. It's just incredible, and the feedback that I've been getting from Reverb, and that transpires over to my Facebook and everything else, it's all interconnected, so it's just, it's been an amazing tool, that's for sure. Now, when I was reading in your bio, I understand that uh, Gord Bamford has played a bit of a part in your career. Can can you talk about Gord's involvement? Yeah, um, he actually contacted me. Uh, he has a song. He had a song that he wasn't going to record for himself, and he was looking for a female artist that would be interested to do that. And I fell in love with the song, and it's going to be on my next album that's coming out in oh, June. It's called Where Does the Time Go? And 
through that, I also got connected with Byron Hill, and he is a hit writer in Nashville, and he works a lot with Gord, and we wrote a song together, and I think you're going to be playing that one on the show today, too. Yeah, we've got the song Drive Away coming up. So that that is so cool. I mean, writing with someone like Byron Hill, is that, um, what's the word, is it is it nerve-wracking? It, yeah, I was a little bit shaky going into the session, but <laughs> it was the well, it was amazing. We knocked off the song in like 45 minutes, and we just really wow. clicked. And yeah, and we're going to be writing together again, hopefully soon on my next Nashville trip. Because Byron Hill has written hits for so many artists. Uh, oh yeah, so he obviously he, knows, knows. Yeah, he wrote George Strait's first number one. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, you, you, he's you're starting right at the top. The, I mean, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It so when you, write with, when you write with someone like that, Danielle, we'd mentioned, you know, a bit scary and all that, but I know you get comfortable. He's a great guy. Is there something that you, you've learned so far from writing with a pro like Byron? Yeah, you just you have to be open-minded, and there's no really right or wrong way to write a song. Whatever feels right is right. There's no... I mean, there are certain rules you have to follow, but other than that, what I've learned is to just get everything out on paper. Don't be afraid to say anything because half the time you keep your good ideas in your head because you're too afraid to say them, but you just got to mm-hmm. let everything out. That is great advice now for anybody, anybody who writes, right? You don't have a censor. You let it all out. Or as you said, if you're worried that oh, this isn't going to sound too good and you already yeah. stop saying it, you might throw away a good idea. Exactly. Never be too afraid to say what's in your mind because to someone else it might be the best idea they've ever heard. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, I I understand, uh, Danielle, this record, to put it together, it was about a year-long process, so there was a, a lot of work you did leading up to today, of the day of the release. Yeah, we've been working on it since February of last year just doing a few songs at a time and working with different people, traveling to L.A. and Nashville, doing co-writes, just piecing it all together. And finally, it's going to be out in June. The single's out today. I'm yeah. not complaining. It's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You're, you're, the single is available at iTunes with the uh, full album coming, as you said, uh, a bit later this year in June, which is so yeah. exciting. Let's turn to uh, the the uh, single that was released today called What You Can't Have. We've talked about a bit about it earlier. This has got that sass factor going on. Tell me about when you first heard the demo, when it was sent to you, the first time you heard it. What was it about the song that grabbed you? Uh, I've actually been in that situation in in the song, so it immediately clicked with me, and I knew that that's something that I wanted to get out there and have ladies and guys be able to relate to just as just as much as I did, and it was that goosebump mm-hmm. factor that you got the first time you heard it. Right, right. Well, let's hear the song now. We have a lot more to talk about with my guest, Danielle Marie. Right now, it's a brand-new single, which you can get at iTunes as of today. It's called What You Can't Have, here on In the Country.
And there's my guest, Danielle Marie, here on In the Country with her brand new single, which was released today. It is called What You Can't Have. And along with your great vocals there, Danielle, the production on it is really awesome. That would be Tom McKillop. <laughs> <laughs> he does a great job. It, sounds, it just sounds terrific. Thank you so much. It's so cool hearing it on the radio for the first time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that uh, that, that happened here. And we have another song of yours coming up, as you mentioned, uh, that you wrote with Byron Hill, which is uh, an amazing person to write with, to say the least, and that song's called Drive Away, coming up a bit later. Now, aside from the music, I know that you've uh, got a couple of other talents, including you are a dance champion. Now, give me the details on that, Danielle. Pretty impressed with uh, some of the, the awards you won for that. Oh, thank you. Um well, I've been ballroom dancing since I was 12, and before that I did Ukrainian dancing for, like, my whole life. Um, and I got to the point where I wanted to pursue it more and more, and eventually I found a coach in Las Vegas, and he was, like, a national champion at his level, so I had the opportunity to train with him, and I would fly down once or twice a month and stay for three days and train eight hours a day and um, yeah, I would be competing at least once every two months, and I guess I guess I was all right at it. Wow. You ended up, yeah, you ended up winning uh, first place in a few of the competitions, I understand. Yeah, uh, I competed in nationals, uh, not this past September, but the previous one, and I got first place in the 10 Dance Championship, so that was definitely a highlight in my dance career. Wow. That That is uh, pretty amazing. What is it about uh, dance and ballroom dance specifically uh, that you enjoy? Because obviously to do something like that and put that much work, there's there's a lot about it that you enjoy. Yeah, I what I like about it is that it's something different and um, getting to work with a partner and figure out how to move with their body and there's just so much to it that you have to know and that's my favorite thing about music too is always learning more and there's just so much you need to know in ballroom and I mean, I don't yeah. know half as much as I could know, but it's just, <laughs> it's amazing. It's its so much fun, too, and all the different styles. There's Latin, there's ballroom, and it's, yeah, there's just so much you can learn. So if you were to do a video, uh, and I know you will at some point for, for an upcoming song, you could maybe incorporate a little ballroom dancing in it. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had that idea in the back of my head for a while now. <laughs> That would be cool, and I mean, that, that ties in. I don't think it's ballroom dancing, but uh, Ed Sheeran is one of your favorite uh, artists. I love him, too, especially the song Thinking Out Loud. And in that video, as you know, there's some great dancing going on with him and the co-star in, in that video. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wasn't expecting that out of Ed Sheeran, but he uh, got a gold star from me for that one. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, the video is a terrific one to go along with that song. Now, another one of your uh, influences in the contemporary world, in the pop world for a moment, is Adele. And she's got a terrific voice, just does great with all those ballads that she sings. Yeah, I, I love her vocals and just how emotionally attached she is to all her music. You can you get goosebumps every time you listen to her songs, and they never get old mm-hmm. to me. So she's definitely one of my vocal inspirations. Now, when people see you uh, performing in concert, Danielle, aside from your original songs, what uh, what cover songs do you like to perform at your shows? Um, I'm a huge Miranda Lambert fan, so I definitely overuse her songs. Um, <laughs> gotta throw in some Shania Twain. Um, For sure. I do, I do a few Lady Antebellum covers. Those are fun. Um, mm-hmm. I do some Taylor Swift, too. I, I love her new album. It's not country, necessarily, but I do a few of those off of that album as well. There are some great songs on there. Shake It Off, Blank Space. Oh, Blank Space you know, is my favorite song. <laughs> isn't that a great one? Oh, wow. It's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing what she's done and how she's, uh, you know, broadened uh, country music. And, of course, as you mentioned, her new album is Out and Out Pop, so she's not pushing the envelope. I mean, in that case, it's it's an actual pop album. Yeah, she's definitely one of the people that I look up to in this industry. She she just she knows exactly what to do, and she takes risks, and she's not afraid to just jump, and that's one thing I really admire about her. That's a, that's a great point because there's the music side of things, whether it's writing songs, singing and performing, that stuff. But then there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it, right? Like how you present yourself, um, I guess different marketing techniques. I mean, there's there's more than just the music when you're trying to build a career. Oh, for sure. Like you don't see headlines of Taylor Swift that she's doing drugs or anything like that. She's she's clean in the music scene. She in the public eye she's always been a really classy humble person and definitely someone Mm -hmm. i want to aspire to be like what about on the uh duet side of things danielle and i haven't given you a chance to think about this but if anyone comes to mind somebody that you're thinking and they could be the you know the biggest star in the world or they could be you know somebody somebody that you know but who would you love to sing a duet with on on a future project If we're talking just people that I personally know, I'm working with somebody named Andrew Christopher right now. And he if you haven't heard of him, check him out. He is an amazing artist. He he never really was country, but he's part of my band now, so I've kind of converted him. <laughs> and our voices just blend really well together and if I were to do anything I think it would be with him. If we're talking big famous people, uh Eric Church is my favorite male artist so that would be incredible (laughs) he's got such a great voice i mean i love uh, springsteen i love talladega his two songs uh he does have a great voice doesn't he and he's got a little he's he's sort of a rock country guy yeah have you ever seen him perform live i haven't seen him perform live i've seen youtube and, and that kind of stuff but not actually in concert he is better live than he is on his album it is incredible he Knows wow. how to put on a good show. Isn't that awesome? So would you say he's Eric Church is one of your favorite concerts uh, in the last while? Oh, for sure. I'm really bummed out. He's playing in Vancouver tonight, and I can't go. Oh, that's know, a shame. I, I live I've right seen by the Coliseum. 
Oh no! Yeah, I've seen it posted yeah. online all the places in Canada. He's at. That's a that's a shame. Hopefully, next time around you'll get to see Eric. Let's talk about Debbie Wood, who is your publicist, radio tracker. She's making sure radio knows about this song and plays it and, and making sure everybody knows the name Danielle Marie. What's it been like working with Debbie? She has been such a positive positive influence on this whole project. She she has my best interest in hand, and she's just always, do this, you have to do this, come on. Like She's so encouraging and She's just really had my back behind this whole thing, and I'm so excited to get to work with her and hopefully continue to work with her. That sounds great. Debbie, I know she always tunes in when her artists are on, and she's a great supporter of this show. And, of course, Hi, her Debbie. artists, she works so hard for Yeah. Hey, Debbie. She works so hard for <laughs> you guys, and uh, it's terrific to hear those nice words back about her. So, Danielle, let's turn to this other song, which I don't think anybody's really heard yet because this one hasn't been released, so we're kind of getting a sneak peek here, which is uh, a big thrill for me. You mentioned you wrote this song with the uh, the hugely talented and successful Byron Hill. The song is called Drive Away. Uh, tell me more about the song, Danielle. This song is kind of sassy as well, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> it's just... it's. <laughs> I really like to write songs that are empowering instead of kind of woe is me type of songs. And in this song, the girl is just had it with this guy and she's kicking him out. And it's a really aggressive ballad, but I, I hope people like it because it was a blast getting to write it. And I just hope it's relatable. That's my That's one of my big things is writing songs that people can relate to. That is a great uh, great approach to songwriting because uh, it's not always, you know, the artist writes it, the songwriter writes it, but you want to make sure that you're saying something other people, as you said, can relate to, and it's not just kind of your own world. Yeah, exactly. You don't just want you don't just want them to hear the song; you want them to feel it as well, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody hears songs, but there's only a few songs that really make you think or say, hey, that's happened to me before, and I hope that my songs can do that for people. That's great. I I I love the way you put that, uh, not just to hear the song, but to feel the song. uh, That's a great quote. Let's hear that song now from my guest, Danielle Marie. This is Drive Away on In the Country.
bags, take them out that door. Don't want to see you anymore. Leave me behind. I don't need your goodbye. I've walked away the tears from my face. And now I'm in a brand new place. It's time for you to go. So drive away. Don't drive away. Slow. And that is Danielle Marie with her song Drive Away uh, that she co-wrote with Byron Hill. And you can get her latest single, which just came out today, that we heard earlier in the show, What You Can't Have. It's available now at iTunes. And you can learn more about Danielle at her great website, DanielleMarieMusic.ca. I wanted to ask you, Danielle, about discipline. And and, and it would apply to your dance and also to your music career. Because a lot of people, you know, they go on a show like The Voice, and, and we watch those shows. And sometimes it can seem like it's an easy thing to make it in the music business. But talk about how important it is to be disciplined to actually get to those points. Yeah, music, a lot of people think that the music industry happens overnight or that you just get lucky and it's not like that at all. You you have to you have to want it in the like to begin with. If if you're just in it for the fame or the money, which is not the right reasons at all, then you're not going to go as far as if you would if you're determined and it's the same thing with dance if you're just in it just because or maybe your parents made you do it you're not going to have the same attachment to it and in music you need to be committed and it's something that you you learn as you go i'm still learning as i go but you you just have to be in it mm-hmm. you do and what what advice would would you pass on to someone and let's say in the singer songwriter world so a young person in their teens who doesn't really know too much about it, but is starting to, wanting to get up on stage and wanting to write songs, what kind of advice could you give them that would uh, push them forward? Just go for it. Um, A lot of people are going to try and tell you that it's a crazy dream and might not be reachable or you're not going to make it, and I've been told that before, and what you have to do is let it fuel you. You can't let it stop you because you never know what's going to come of it, only, like, You've got to leap. What's the worst that could happen? You never right. know unless you try. So just keep trucking along. That's my advice. <laughs> that is great <laughs> advice. <laughs> now, outside of music, Danielle, and outside of dance, so that people can can get to know you just a bit better, what kinds of things do you like to do when you need to sort of take a break from all the creative pursuits and just kind of unwind and recharge? What do you like to do? Uh, well, I love to visit my family. Uh <laughs> I moved away from home in September, so it's been a little bit tough, but definitely family is a huge thing for me. Just hanging out with friends. I'm a huge shopaholic, so I do like to shop on my spare time. <laughs> um, now, is that what, what kind of shopping? I, I'm assuming clothes. Oh, for sure. Clothes, shoes. You should see my shoes. I have way too many shoes. It is an issue. <laughs> um, I love watching hockey. I, I can't play hockey, but... I love watching it. Unfortunately, me. Unfortunately, my team isn't the greatest at the moment. But we'll not. Let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and which team is yours? So we can put it out there. Is it the Vancouver team? 
Oh, no, 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 no. I am not a Vancouver Canucks fan. <laughs> Edmonton <laughs> Oilers. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So you're going to stand by them regardless, uh, right? Oh, you have to. Got to keep the faith. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool that uh, that those are some of the things that you like to do. And hockey, of course, is a great uh, great Canadian pastime and great sport. Uh, as we, we, we just get in our remaining moments here, Danielle, I'll ask you more about the album. So it's coming out in June. Tom McKillop, I understand, produced seven of the tracks, and there'll be some other tracks you'll have a different producer on. Uh, yeah, I've actually been working with Sheldon Zaharko. He's an engineer out of Vancouver. He's been working with me since I was 14, and he was the first person that I actually had uh, my studio experience with back in 2011. Uh, I shadowed Tara Oram in the studio in Vancouver, and that's oh, nice. really what made me want to pursue country music. So ever since that oh. moment, he's been working with me. So it's been a crazy journey, and he's been so supportive and he doesn't get enough recognition so Sheldon Zaharko you are amazing awesome well I'm glad you were able to mention his name and say so many nice things about him on the show because I think everybody out there wants to be recognized obviously and we don't always hear certain names so that is that is awesome Danielle it's been such a pleasure having you on the show I've enjoyed both the songs that you shared I look forward to the album and it was just great to chat with you Thank you so much for playing my songs and having me on here to talk to you, and I hope everyone loved the songs as much as I loved hearing them on the radio. <laughs> that is so cool, and again, our listeners can head to your website, daniellemariemusic.ca, and of course, iTunes is where they'll get the single, What You Can't Have. Thanks, Danielle. We'll talk to you again. Thank you. Bye. Coming up next, I'll be speaking with Vancouver's Mike Edel. In the Country with Dave Woods is the show where you learn how your favorite country singers got their start, who influenced them, and what their next big project is. And you'll always hear great country music and get the story behind the song. Dave has interviewed country legends like Ann Murray, Ronnie Millsap, and Joe Bonzel from the Oak Ridge Boys. If you like your country music up close and personal, then tune in to In the Country with Dave Woods. Dave really knows his country music and how to put each guest at ease. It's like a conversation between old friends. Every show airs live, but don't worry, if you ever miss one, it stays available online as a podcast. You can listen to it anytime at your convenience. If you love country music, you'll love In the Country with Dave Woods. Part talk, part music, all country. My pleasure now to welcome Vancouver's Mike Edel. This is a very special day for him. It's the release of his album, India, Seattle, today, which is so exciting to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks a lot. So great to have you here. And uh, again, the album was released today, and I, I was online earlier and saw that you did a release with some uh, some helium balloons. That is, that's true. Yeah, I woke up this morning and I I was thinking, how do you? What am I supposed to do today? I thought, and how am I supposed to release this album? And it's on. You know, it's, <laughs> I sold off my website. You're selling them iTunes. I just I actually just played. Um, about 10 shows for the release of the record before the record actually was released. And so this morning I had the bright idea to just drive around Victoria here, actually where I am right now, and get some helium balloons. And I just posted a little video on the Internet of me releasing it into the world. <laughs> that was awesome. I like that. Actually, I've enjoyed watching your YouTube videos because along with you know your talent as a singer-songwriter, you're, you're a really funny guy. Um, I, people say that, but I think they're all wrong. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know awful. if I'm like, I don't 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm I am funny per se, but I I definitely like to do fun things or creative things or sometimes I have a yeah. few have a few stories during my shows and stuff like that that people seem to like, so well, that is so cool. Yeah, people can check it out, uh, your website, MikeEdell.com, uh, and, of course, YouTube. iTunes is where the album is as of today, which is so great to speak with you on the day of the album release. This is your second album back in 2011, The Last of Our Mountains. What Between that time, so it's about four years, Mike, what is mm-hmm. different about this brand-new album from uh, from the 2011 one? What is different about this album? Um, I think that the songs are better. I think that this record has holds a lot of like weight and I think it's a very like strong album as a whole. There's twelve there's twelve songs on the record and I think it's I think it's very like mature sounding in a way. Mm-hmm. And I actually recorded probably about nineteen songs for this record, uh, and fully like produced them and right. kinda of just like cut a bunch. So I think that like this album is one that you know, it'll probably take a little bit to, like, sink in. It won't be, like, you know, it's a really personal record. I think sometimes personal records aren't the most, like, immediate. Um, they just take a little bit a little bit to sink mm-hmm. in. And I think I think the songs are so strong, the album's so strong as a whole, I, like, really feel that that'll kind of be the case for this album. That's a really good point because, you know, there's obviously songs that out there that are very commercial and, you know, however they catch you right away but you're talking about a personal album which goes a little deeper uh you need to listen to it more but once you get into an album like that it really uh i think it really gets inside you mm-hmm. yeah i think my like some of my favorite records are uh are like their albums and there are specific songs that are very good on them and mm-hmm. they're not you know my favorite records are what's the most you know i don't i they're not country records necessarily, but say like the Counting Crows, August and everything after. That's kind of that's one of my favorite records, and that album has you know a bunch of great songs on it. But as an album, it is like it is kind of a piece of art as as a whole. And I think that is the thing that you will like you know you will be listening to while you're driving for an hour, and you will be listening to you know something when you're maybe relaxing and like kind of like being a little more contemplative or reflective rather than just like bumping bumping the radio and wanting to hear kind of something that's a little more a little more cut out a little more kind of yeah um mastered for your mastered for your wallet yeah exactly and you're right and i think we need songs beyond those kind of songs the dance songs or, or just to hit songs you know, yeah. in the sense of the kind of just get you moving around. We want songs that are introspective songs we can really listen to. And I like also what you said about an album because, of course, in this day and age, so much is sing- so much of the music business is single oriented, and uh, you know, downloads. But to have a full album, in this case, India, Seattle, from beginning to end, that kind of tells a story or at least takes us on a journey. Mm-hmm. I think it totally does that. Like, I and there there are songs in this record. Like, don't get me wrong, there are a few songs on this record that are like great standalone songs. There's a song Blue Above the Green, which is kind of probably the most upbeat, and it's a bit of a heavy hitter. And a song Julia, uh, which are the more, like, singly songs on the album. Uh, but I think, like, I I love music, and I love writing, and I love art, and I think um, I really, with this record, wanted to create, like, a body of work. Something that mm-hmm. didn't, you know, go up in an internet post and disappear, you know, a month yeah. or two later. Um, this is something that I, I was driving around today, delivering these albums um, just to a bunch of people that I know and like tying balloons to them. I kind of got on this balloon kick today 
and <laughs> and just like the physical like the physical packaging of this like album and there's like beautiful art on it and all the lyrics are like inside of this thing and i think that just speaks to speaks to the kind of album it is and maybe the kind of artist i am um that it does have like some depth to it there is a story there is a narrative it is not just like you know there's there's not like 10 people co-writing this one song and it's <laughs> and it's like a hit i think and that's you know i i think there's nothing wrong with that but this album is like you know it is an album for me so who are some of your influences uh, in the singer-songwriter world that, uh, you know, leading up to this point, your whole life got you to, to you know, adopt and adapt the style that you have? Yeah, I think, like, I have a pretty, you know, especially where you're maybe talking most, mostly, like, you know, country music or more like, you know, roots-based music. I, I grew up in the prairie, so I have that in my blood. But I think, you know, I'm a big fan of, like, Ryan Adams. I'm a big fan of, like I mentioned, Ken and Crows, but I also am you know, someone that's, like, a little more, like, I, I played a fair bit of country music, actually, myself, but I also have these influences of, like, uh, like, Death Cab for Cutie, or, like, the more, like, indie, or the indie rock influences, um, and so I think, listening to my record, you do, you hear the, like, pretty straight-up country kind of rock song, I love Tom Petty, mm-hmm. like, you hear kind of that stuff yep. in it, but and the Ryan Adams, but you also hear the, like, you know, the Death Cab for Cutie in it. Um, so it's kind of like I'd say like an alt country record in some ways, but yeah. Mm-hmm, indeed, indeed, which is available at iTunes as of today. So I'll remind our listeners uh, head to iTunes for Mike Edel's new album. So the title is India Seattle. I know that's the last track on the album, and it's and it's a great song. But uh, naming the album India Seattle, maybe tell us about that and just the song itself, so we can understand that title. Yeah, the t- the title of the record. Um, I think. <laughs> The title of that record of the record is um, it's very like specific to me personally, um, uh, but it also reads so universally I think as well because um, the title is you know these are two places in the world that kind of juxtapose next to each other um, and I think everybody has their own like you know preconception and, and snapshot in their mind what what India is or means to them what Seattle is or means to them. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think kind of just like juxtaposing those two things together, I think, I think the narrative of this album and that song in particular is like, you know, is something that is like so universal, but so specific at the same time. And I think that is maybe the story of heartbreak in a way. So Mm. that's what I would say about the title. Very cool. Well, let's uh, turn to one of the songs from the album. In fact, it's the current single you, you mentioned the title earlier, Blue Above the Green. I'll let you, uh, Mike, tell us a bit about the song, and then we'll uh, play it for our listeners. Yeah, the song Blue Above the Green, it is, it's about springtime. It's about falling in love. It's about running around in the woods. And I just shot a music video for it actually a week ago. That should be out pretty soon, and it was really fun oh, to cool. shoot because I think the song is a fun song, and it's kind of about young love. Do you feel pretty comfortable? I mean, I see the stuff you've done on YouTube and that. Do you feel pretty comfortable uh, in front of a camera shooting a video? I I do. I feel very comfortable actually. Um, but most most of the time when I make videos, I just want to make a kind of a story or a piece of art. So mm-hmm. most of my music videos don't include me being on the camera. They more include me directing them. Right. So yeah. So I I would I should probably be in half of them, but I'm in less than <laughs> half of them because I. Yeah. Because you're telling the story from behind the camera. 
I'm telling the story from behind the camera. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's share the song now. It's uh, from Mike Edel's brand new album. The album is called India Seattle, and the song is Blue Above the Green here on In the Country. And that is Blue Above the Green from my guest, Mike Edel. He's joining me on the day of the release of his brand-new album, which is available at iTunes. Uh, you can check it out. It's called India Seattle. And uh, his website is MikeEdel.com. 
Uh, it was produced by Juno Award winner Colin Stewart. Tell me about, uh, I think he was one of the producers, or sorry, the main producer. Tell me about working with uh, Colin. Uh, yeah, Colin Stewart is, he, what has he produced recently? Kind of Dan Mangan, Yukon Blonde, a band, um, mm-hmm. Black Mountain, which are which are pretty like indie, indie or indie rock bands in some ways, or like Dan Mangan's in kind of indie singer-songwriter. And his, yeah, Catherine Calder is, um, Colin's wife, who made some, she made some burritos while we recorded most of this album, and she <laughs> plays with new new pornographers. So I right. really, yeah, it was interesting, kind of balancing the, you know, the Tom Petty, Count and Crows kind of roots leaning, prairie blood that I have, with the, uh, kind of with that like kind of like indie rock like attitude or process, I guess. Hmm. Uh, for sure. And now when, when the artist and producer get together, uh, you know, we hear the final product and we, we know it's the artist's sound, but do, does the producer have an influence? And you may have you hinted at it there. Does the producer have a have an influence on the overall sound of the project as far as steering it in a direction? Yeah, I think I think Colin Stewart, who produced this record, is um, he's very he's very hands off in a lot of ways. And I, I think he he kind of like inputs. It. And I'm I'm pretty heavy handed in the studio, I guess. Like I I am listed as one of the producers on this record because I do um, make a lot of like produce stuff myself. Um, but Colin is he's made so many like great records and some Juno award winning records um, that he kind of mm-hmm. he he knows when to like put his input in. And he does have a lot of, like, great ideas and I think just a lot of experience, but he's also, like, a pretty, like, hands-off guy in some ways. Um, So I think he is, like, a great person to work with. He is very agreeable, and I think he makes a lot of, like, great music, and he, like, knows what the priorities are in making a record and making songs. Now, you mentioned you went into the album with, uh, I think you said 19 songs, and you you had to cut it down. Is that tough to uh, to have to discard some at least for now um yeah i think like um it's always like kind of tough to well like i i don't know i made a lot of songs the ones I, there's one song that i had to cut that i really like didn't want to but i think having 13 songs on this album wasn't really a great idea and there are other songs which i'd love to release because i know that people will like them but they are like not my like you know, favorites um, but there's this, there's one song that I didn't get to put on the album um, that I will release at a later date, and that's kind of I think it's a good problem to have uh, mm-hmm. to have more songs than you need yeah. instead of you know searching for you know wishing you had another great song and putting one you're not really happy with on the record. So definitely, yeah. you're right. That's a great problem, and you can always save those extra songs that didn't make it uh, for a future project. Now, you do, yeah. I know, a ton of songwriting, and so I want to ask you, Mike, for, like, for this album, did you write every single song on this, and do you ever consider outside songs a song somebody else has written? Um, I I think, you know, outside songs are not totally in my world in a lot of sense, maybe because I'm like a kind of more a like songwriter or singer-songwriter. And mm-hmm. But I did, so most of this record I wrote pretty, like, um, I would say like pretty secluded in some ways, uh, but I also have like I have some really great friends that live in um, like San Diego and like L.A. that I go. They're like some of my best friends, and they are great musicians. And so on this record, I did. I ended up maybe half the songs kind of have like some co-writing credit on from my friend Tyson and Ethan. 
Um, and they're great, like, songwriters, kind of singer-songwriters, um, you know, in their own right. And so that is kind of maybe was the collaboration in writing was from, you know, from them. Mm-hmm. Now, when, you, when you've when you got to one of the songs written, uh, is, is one way of testing, and I know some other guests have mentioned this, they'll play it at their shows, whatever new material they have, and based on the feedback, they may play it a couple of times just to see, but based on that feedback, that'll help, help them know if it's something they should put on an album or not. Uh, yeah, I think, like, feedback is, like, a... Yeah, I think feedback is an interesting thing because you get so many opinions um, mm. from everybody, and you never know That's which true. ones to trust. Uh, and so I think ultimately you take all these opinions and you throw them in a, you kind of throw them in a bag, shake them around, and then you kind of make your best guess um, at the end right. of that. So mm-hmm. that that that's a great point because so many. I mean, so many different people obviously have different opinions on what they like, what they don't. And if somebody's going to critique a song, if you're involved in that kind of thing, you could get different opinions on what they like and don't like about a song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, like, well, the, what, what is interesting about this album is a song called Julia on this record. And Neil Osborne from 5440, he was going to produce the first record that I did. And he said, oh, you can't say the words Calgary in a chorus. And then I say that song, and people were like, where did that song Julie ever go? So it had a great chorus. And so I ended up recording it for this record. It's kind of the anomaly on this record, but it fits really well. Um, and that one is, like, one of my favorite songs and one of the favorite songs of a lot of people. And so. did the word Calgary make stay in the chorus? Um, yes, it is in the chorus of the song. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. That is so cool. You're right. I mean, some things make a song work, and you know you can't really dissect it, and you can't, as you said, listen to every single opinion. You kind of go with your own gut. Uh, let's turn to another mm-hmm. song from the album. Now, I understand yeah. this one is a personal one for you, and Mike, and I'll let you tell the story. This one is called The Closer. Yes. Um, the Closer is, yeah, The Closer is one of my favorite songs also, I think, Um well, the closer is interesting because it is like it is both personal and it also just a narrative. I think, I think sometimes, um, sometimes stories tell more truth about humanity or truth about life than, um, than you know very literal, you know very literal songs in a way. And the closer for me is a song about baseball, and it's actually a song about this like, um, you know, fictitious baseball game, um, but it it is kind of like, kind of has um, hints of my childhood in it. Cause I grew up playing a lot of baseball. My like brother played a lot of baseball and the song is about this like perfect game that this pitcher is pitching. Um, and his mom runs up to, up to the mound. It's like a little league game. It's like tiny town. His mom runs up to the mound in the ninth inning. And she says, son, like you have to come out of this game. Your father has had this farming accident. So the pitcher has to leave this game. Um, and his friend, the closer comes in. And the closer comes in, he's supposed to, like, finish the game, win the game for the team, save his friend's perfect game. And the closer comes in and gives up a walk and a hit and a home run. This team loses the game, and the people of the town are kind of all sad. It's this small town a lot like the one I grew up in, Alberta. And I think this song, in a lot of ways, is kind of about this, like, you know, these small towns and these kind of seemingly insignificant moments, um, Mm -hmm. which I think are actually significant in, in a lot of these, like, rural, like, rural towns and, like, rural places. Because I think the people of the town come come to these games and they kind of live their like their joys and their sorrows kind of as metaphors 
through these like baseball games or the school plays or like you know the country music mm-hmm. concerts in the town or something like that. Right. Um, so I think that song so much is about like you know my heritage and like the tiny like town and the farm I grew up on. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of the story of just this like kind of this like picture that I made up. But I think it I think it has so much so much like truth to say in it. That's a great uh, lead up to the song. Gave us so much insight. So thank you for that, Mike. Let's hear the song mm-hmm. now. It's the closer from my guest, Mike Edel, on In the Country.
Vancouver's Mike Edell and his song, The Closer, which is available on his brand new album called India Seattle, just released today and available at iTunes. So be sure to check it out and visit him online at MikeEdell.com. And that is a beautiful song, Mike. I think it's so great when uh, a singer-songwriter tells a story through a song. Yeah, I think that's like, I don't know, that one's a very like literal, literal story in the song. Like it is. It's kind of the mix between between like poetry, I guess, and storytelling and like music. Mm-hmm. And that is probably that song is probably one of my as like an artist or a writer, I think that, that song is one of my like proudest achievements in some ways. I think that and that gets overlooked so much. I think like yeah, like people don't love like great songs that tell like stories a lot of the time. But that is like that is like one of my one of my best written songs that I will ever write. Isn't so. that awesome? It's so great great to know that you accomplished that and uh, you know, can be so proud of it. And, I mean, yeah, it's a great story. Uh, part of your album, as I mentioned, India, Seattle. And, Mike, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's so great to chat with you, get insight into your career and, and the album, and it was great to play the two songs. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, and, and you guys have a good rest of the rest of the day, evening, whatever it is. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks so much, Mike. And again, I want to let our listeners know we are speaking to Mike Edel. Uh, that brand new album, India, Seattle, is available at iTunes. Thanks so much for being here, Mike. And a big thank you to my guest in the first part of the show, uh, originally from Alberta. She now lives in Vancouver. That was Danielle Marie. And today she released her brand new single, What You Can't Have. And of course, that's uh, part of her album that will be released in June, produced by the great Tom McKillop. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.